0: Welcome to the Soul of Islam radio podcast with Ahmed Saqqa Amini and Emil Ihsan Alexander Turabi. The Islamic Renaissance is here and now. May the peace, the mercy, the blessings, and the light of the divine be upon you all. My name is Ahmed and I'm a researcher in AMO physics, a spoken word artist and deeply committed to sharing the fundamental connection between science and spirituality with our community and beyond. Ihsan is a lifelong student of Islamic spirituality and the founder and creator of the highly acclaimed Islamic Meditation and Eternal Warrior Way programs. He is a spiritual coach, writer and speaker committed to the evolution of consciousness within the global community the soul of Islam radio podcast is dedicated to sharing the deeper dimension of Islam and supporting your personal growth and spiritual development today's podcast is on the realities and dimensions of the heart The most difficult and challenging battle is the battle between the heart and the mind We will shed light, insha'Allah, on the importance and significance of tuning in and making a connection with the divine spark, and how by doing so, one can shift his or her consciousness towards reality to begin living from the heart. And of course, joining me in this discussion is my good friend and brother, Ihsan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
1: Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu brother Ahmad and endless divine peace and light and blessings and mercy upon everybody tuning in today Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim salatu salam ala ashraf al-mursaleen Sayyidina wa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. wa ala alihi wa Ajmain we begin with the name of Allah Almighty our creator, our lord, our sustainer and ask for his divine grace and barakah and nur in everything we do and in everything we say inshallah and peace and blessings on our beloved messenger, Sayyidina Muhammad, wasalam, the last and final prophet of Allah to humanity, sent to reveal to us the best way of living so as to reach our potential as human beings and to come closer and closer to our true realities, our true selves, to truth itself, to come closer to the divine presence and mercy and grace and light and love and reality of Allah Almighty. What does living from the heart mean? It might be easy to confuse. With the idea of living from a place of emotion, but that's not really what is meant by living from the heart. When we speak about living from the heart, we're speaking about something much deeper. And I'd like to contrast living from emotion versus living from feeling. Emotion is actually still from mind, it's from what's happening in the body as a result of what's happening in the mind. Feeling is something much deeper. And when we talk about living from the heart, we're talking about living from a more subtle, level of experience a level of feeling intuition inspiration we're going to contrast living from the heart and living from a place of feeling versus living from the mind and a place of thinking What we're talking about is feeling and knowing versus thinking and really what we're talking about on this subject in this topic is the question of consciousness and the different states of consciousness the different levels of awareness ultimately like uh, like you said ahmed this is about the heart versus the mind so where do we normally live from as human beings the normal method of operation for us as human beings is living from the mind living from thinking we're normally consumed with plotting and planning and scheming we're consumed by past and future and the mind is disconnected from peace it's disconnected from presence See, the mind is based in past and in future. But in the pure present moment, there is no thought. There's just pure experience. Living from the mind is inherently problematic because it's living perpetually in the past and in the future, never here, never now. Yet the connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is here and it's now in the present moment, in the perfect present moment. The realm of mind is the realm of thought it's the realm of imagination of projected reality the realm of interpretation and judgment it is not reality and this is what has been referred to historically in virtually all spiritual traditions including Islamic spirituality the Islamic tradition as a state of ghafla, a state of unconsciousness a state of sleep this is the state of ego consciousness and it's inherently a state of conflict By learning how to live and connect with a deeper presence, a deeper reality, by learning how to live from the heart, we're learning how to live from the soul and from spirit. We're learning how to live from a place of independence and dependence upon Allah Almighty versus a place of self-dependence, ego-dependence. And living from the heart, living from spirituality is the most empowering and beautiful way to success both in this life and the next
0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإذ أخذ ربك من بني آدم من ظهورهم ذريتهم وأشهدهم على أنفسهم ألست بربكم؟ قالوا بلى شهدنا أن تقول يوم القيامة إن كنا عن هذا غافلين صدق الله العظيم Translation and mention when your Lord took from the children of Adam, from their loins, their descendants, and made them testify of themselves, saying to them, Am I not your Lord? They said, Yes, we have testified. And Allah says, Lest you should say on the day of resurrection, Indeed, we were of this unaware chapter 7 172 now every soul existed in the ocean of souls in the divine presence on the pre eternal plane on a plane that is not of this world a plane that is beyond the dimensions and shackles of space and time it was on that plane where a trust was given to every soul where reality was witnessed where the divine question was asked, and where the eternal promise was made. The life and journey of the soul extends from that eternal moment into and through the many different realms that the divine had created, all so that the soul may come to remember and know the creator. You know, we all come from and return back to the same point. Our entire journey is a tawaf, A circumambulation around the divine and upon our arrival to the planes of resurrection and judgment the actions we have harvested on the physical plane called the universe will manifest from and through our beings from and through our souls to show us how far or near from the divine we will spend eternity you know the highest achievement one can make during his or her time inside this universe is to truly know reality to know the divine to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is said that nothing ever comes real till it is experienced and this poses a very interesting question how can a soul come to know reality in the world of illusion especially when it doesn't even remember when and how it witnessed reality on that pre-eternal plane. And what better way to understand this than through an analogy. So I invite you to imagine yourself on an island in the middle of a vast ocean. And on that island, you were given and entrusted with a key. You were asked to promise to hold on to it and never let it go and because of the keys extreme importance you hide it somewhere on you and keep it safe and then you were told that this key belongs to a treasure box hidden somewhere on the ocean floor and that your goal is to find it you were then thrown into the ocean and during your descent you begin to feel dizzy confused discombobulated disoriented and then you lose consciousness and any memory or recollection of what happened before And you finally wake up on the ocean floor not knowing why you are there or how you got there. But an instinct deep down inside is telling you that you must be wherever you are for a reason. And that's the only explanation that you can come up with. And in that state of confusion, you find the key. But to you, it's some unknown object. It looks familiar, but you don't know what it is, what it does, or even remember how you got it in the first place. So counting on your instinct, you set out on a journey. SubhanAllah, the island is that pre-eternal plane. The key is what Allah entrusted every soul with in that moment, in His presence. The descent into the ocean is your journey from that point onto the ocean floor, which is this physical world, this universe. And the state of confusion is your forgetfulness, the instinct that drives you on your journey to remember is your heart and the punchline is that the treasure isn't a physical object that has to be found but the treasure is the realization that the key is the treasure and has been since the moment it was given to you the key is your spirit not your soul but the divine breath that was blown into your heart it is real because it is from reality it is what keeps your heart beating it is the instinct that guides you on your journey to remember muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam said astafti قلبك," to ask your heart not just for fatwa but an answer that truly guides you towards the truth the reality within the heart exists regardless of the state of mind or consciousness you know it is said that reality is that which when you stop believing in it doesn't go away seek the truth and you will find it you know the very thing we spend our entire lives looking for is and has been inside of our hearts this whole time covering and hiding that instinct that key that spirit induces more forgetfulness and builds more attachments to the physical world it is a state where the soul spends its life living from the mind and the real journey is the journey from the mind to the heart Islam and the universe with all of its clues are all echoing this very truth the truth that the purpose behind our existence is to find realize and connect with the reality within and only then that the soul will cease to live from the mind and begin to live from the heart. SubhanAllah, SubhanAllah, what a beautiful metaphor,
1: Brother Ahmed. And what a beautiful ayah, Am I not your Lord? That Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala asked us before we entered into this incarnation, this physical manifestation. Really this question of living from the heart versus living from the mind is a question of who is our Lord. Is it Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or is it the self, the ego? Do we move through life guided by inspiration, by spirit, by the light of Allah's Divine Presence and guidance and wisdom, His direction, His will? Or are we moving through life based on our own power, our own judgments and decisions and thinking? Are we moving through life by being dependent upon Allah every step of the way? or dependent upon ourselves. How much do we consult Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the normal decisions we make? How present, how conscious are we in every moment of Allah's divine presence when we're eating, when we're sitting, when we're talking, when we're speaking, when we're walking, or are we in a state of Rafla? This is the difference between living from the heart and living from the mind. Living from the heart is a state of presence. It's a state of awareness, it's a state of connection to your soul, to your spirit, to Allah. Really, what we are talking about is consciousness and various possibilities in states of consciousness. Islamically, we are presented with a simple model of three primary states of consciousness. And again, I go through this in a lot more detail in the Eternal Warrior Way program because it really takes the path of a spiritual warrior to firmly assert that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our Lord. And I simplify this. For simplicity's sake as level 1, level 2, and level 3 state consciousness corresponding to what is mentioned in the Qur'an. Nafs al nafsul Nafs al and Nafs al-Mutma'innah. The first state of consciousness, level 1 state of consciousness, is really the state of consciousness of animals. Of entities, life forms that have yet to become self-aware. Consciousness has not developed yet enough for self-consciousness. And at that level, a creature is driven by its physical needs and desires. The desire for food, for rest, for water, for procreation, etc. This can be equated with living from the gut, the belly. Living for one's appetites. Human beings are generally living from level 2 state consciousness, the level of the mind. And at this level, we're driven by psychological needs. Consciousness has become self-aware we create and construct for ourselves an identity and really it's a psychological construct Right? if you look at yourself what do you identify as yourself you're nothing but a cluster of trillions of independent living cells that have come together in a localized state of consciousness that makes up your identity that you identify with again this is a mental or a psychological level of awareness and this corresponds with the mind but there is a more profound more transcendent level of reality and awareness level three state consciousness Nafsul Mutmainna, the peaceful contented certain self and this corresponds with the heart it's a level of awareness that transcends both the appetites of the body the needs of the mind but is now dependent upon light and inspiration and presence from Allah's divine light and ocean of mercy and grace all of Islam is designed to move us through these different states of consciousness and all spiritual teaching all paths are designed to facilitate the evolution of the human being to move us forward in our personal and our spiritual development to our highest potential and in the Hadith of Jibril the Prophet Sallallahu describes the three states of development in Islam and we've talked about this in other episodes Rasulullah describes the state of Islam the state of Iman and the state of Ihsan and we can see how these correspond to these three developmental states of consciousness as well Islam of course he said is the five pillars and you can see that these are all physical actions these are still related to the physical aspect of our lives the body Iman is what we believe And he describes the six articles of faith in that tradition, in that story. And this is now mental. We're moving inward. As we develop, as we progress, we're moving more and more inward and less outward, more from form towards essence, more away from the external, but deeper into the internal. And Allah says in the Quran that one does not simply become a mu'min by entering into Islam. There was a group of people who had embraced Islam. And they said that they are believers, Mu'mineen. And Allah says in the Qur'an, don't say that you are Mu'mineen for Iman has not yet entered into your hearts. You've entered into Islam, but you have, Iman has not yet entered into your hearts. Again, highlighting the developmental aspect of the Islamic spiritual path. And then the Prophet described the third stage of development as Ihsan, al Ihsan, the state of Ihsan, the state of spiritual excellence which he described as a state of pure presence with Allah, continual, perpetual awareness of Allah's imminent divine presence that is only possible when we transcend time, and it's only possible when we transcend the mind. So again, we have these three states of consciousness, the three localized centers within the human body that drive us and our needs, and then the three stages of development within Islam. And all of Islam is to move us towards Ihsan, Spiritual excellence in the Divine Presence of Allah, our Lord, our Creator, our Sustainer. If we operate purely at the five pillars, and that's all we understood from religion, we're still operating at a very low level of awareness and development. But as we progress, as we purify our minds and our hearts and our souls, ultimately we move towards a state of pure presence and awareness, a state of hudur, a state of taqwa, where we are God-conscious, continually, perpetually. Where we truly become dependent upon Allah, and Allah then is our ally in everything we do, in every action and every harakah in every movement and every decision, we consult inward with our heart, with our soul, we feel our way through life rather than think our way through life. This is a far more powerful way of living, and this is what Islam leads us to.
0: Beautifully said Brother Hassan, Islam is just the beginning. It is pointing towards a road, a path of endless possibilities. And they all begin with living from the heart, from making that connection within. The heart is mentioned hundreds of times in the Quran, and the contexts that it is mentioned in are of extreme significance and importance. And for example, in chapter 83 verse 14 Allah says no rather the stain has covered their hearts of that which they were earning chapter 8 verse 2 the believers are only those who when Allah has mentioned their hearts become fearful when his verses are recited to them it increases them in faith and upon their Lord they rely chapter 3 verse 29 say whether you hide what is in your heart to reveal it allah knows it all he knows what is in the heavens and what is on earth and allah has power over all things the heart in the quran is mentioned as qalb fuad and sadr each of which mean the same thing but point towards a different dimension and reality of the heart when we dive deep into what the word qalb means we find that it has two very profound meanings. One of which comes from something that can turn around and point in any direction. And you think of it as something on a spherical pivot. You could point in any direction you want. And subhanAllah, the state of the heart is constantly changing because of its dependency on the direction it is pointing in. The other meaning of the word qalb is. Inside, what is internal, within. And when it comes to different dimensions, it means the hidden, the unseen, the inner. And physically and spiritually speaking, this is very true about the heart. Now, the other word used for the heart in the Quran is fu'ad. And fu'ad means a flame, or even the word burning. And it usually refers to the internal state of the heart, from all of the emotions, light, or diseases that the heart is containing. And the last one is Sadr, which literally means chest. And the chest refers to the outermost layer or dimension of the heart. You know, think of it as a wall of a gated kingdom. You know, in Surah Al-Ikhlas, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says yuwaswisu and Allah is making reference to shaytan or Satan you know we would normally think that shaytan whispers in our minds because that is where we hear his waswisa or his whispers but it is very clear in that ayah in surat ikhlas that he prays like a predator outside our chests outside of the walls of our kingdom which is the heart and we end up hearing his whispers in our minds. And subhanAllah, ultimately, it comes down to a choice that we have to make if we want to let him in through these gates or not. SubhanAllah, the, the signs are very clear. You know, the heart of man is like a kingdom. And every kingdom, every palace has gates. And the gates of the heart, as we know, are shubuhat which are passions and shahawat which are desires. And it is through these gates that the world can occupy our hearts. The kingdom also has its army or soldiers to protect and ward off evil. And they are known as ilm, hikmah, and tafakkur. And those are the knowledge, the wisdom, and contemplation. Now the palace or the kingdom itself is the heart and is also the throne of the king. And the king is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now when it comes to you and I we exist in the mind we are the self the consciousness and we have been entrusted with the keys to the kingdom and it is up to us to establish order in that kingdom or allow for worldly forces to come in revolt and spark chaos
1: MashaAllah, another beautiful analogy that the heart your being is a kingdom again we will go back to the question who is your Lord? Who is our Lord? The heart is the seed of the soul. It's the connection to Allah and to the Divine Presence. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, as the Prophet Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa narrates in Hadith Qudsi, Neither the heavens nor the earth can contain me except the heart of a believer. Qalb al-mu'min. The heart of a believer. And as you said, Brother Ahmed. The real throne of God, the real house of Allah is the human heart. It is the heart that has been awakened and conscious of its Lord, of its creator. The real throne of Allah, the real house of God is your heart. And Allah says in the Quran, I'm nearer to you than your jugular vein. This is uh, We've mentioned this also in a previous episode, but this was really a lot of the inspiration behind the choice of or the design of our logo for Soul of Islam Radio. Because really it's about this Soul of Islam Radio is about returning to the soul of this religion, the soul of this way. And it's about returning to your soul, to our souls. It's about reaffirming our connection with Allah and ultimately attaining a state of presence and awareness, a state of consciousness that is rooted in the heart and soul. It's about reclaiming, rediscovering. Awakening to your divine potential. We have in the logo again five circles that symbolize the five layers or five levels of the heart. The eight points that symbolize the eight angels who are carrying the throne. And of course the two interwoven squares symbolizing the Kaaba, the house of God, physically and spiritually. The perfect path is the one that combines the physical and the spiritual in perfect harmony and that is what Islam is to live from the heart is to live from spirit It's to live from inspiration it's to live from divine light and guidance from a place of deep spiritual surrender ultimately it is about true and total dependence upon the divine not on the self not on the mind it is the way of miracles if we look at our prayer which we are suggested or commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to perform and experience five times daily the Salah we see a beautiful example of this developmental path towards heart consciousness or heart awareness animals are still on all fours as we say they're deeply rooted or connected to dunya to the earth to the world and you can see that they're on all, all fours the belly is essentially at the same level as the heart and the mind they're driven by their belly by their appetites by their desires by their passions man is a creature that has now stood upright and it's driven it's governed by his mind in human beings consciousness has arisen self-consciousness and so mankind man human stands tall stands proud and in prayer this is where we begin but now with the intention to stand in the divine presence of the Almighty the Lord of creation and we begin that intention with humility humility is the essence of the spiritual path humility there can be no development without humility there can be no religion and nor spirituality without humility and so then we go into roku bowing and as one is progressing in their spiritual development on the path there comes a point where the heart and the mind become level there's equal distribution between the heart and mind at this point there is conflict between the heart and the mind, and it is not the mind that is in complete control, but control wavers between the heart and the mind, and ultimately we progress through the prayer, we progress through our spiritual path, and ultimately go into sajda, prostration, submission, surrender, with the forehead on the ground. The mind has thus become surrendered, and the heart is now elevated above the mind. It's in this position that the Prophet said a human being a servant an abd, is nearest to their Lord or their Lord is nearest to them when the mind is surrendered and the heart is in an elevated position this is Islam this is surrender this is the path Islam is not just the surrender of the body and adhering to rules and regulations but it is the deep surrender of one's heart and soul one's mind in a state of Islam Islam is about submitting the mind so that the heart can arise so that the heart can awaken it's about surrendering ego consciousness it's about living from or through heart consciousness it's transcendent awareness it's where we are guided by intuition and inspiration it's where we're guided by feeling rather than by conflict confusion uncertainty doubt that characterizes ego consciousness or mind based consciousness the way of the heart is the way of peace it's the way of surrender it's the way of trust and total dependence upon Allah. It is the way of independence, being dependent internally within. And as Allah says throughout the Quran, if I am with you, if Allah is with you, nothing can overcome you, nothing can defeat you. Living from the heart is living from a place of being with Allah in every moment. It's a place or a way of being aware, conscious, continually, in every moment, in each step, in each breath of Allah, of God the Divine Presence of God. Two of the principles of the Naqshmendi School of Islamic Spirituality are awareness of breath and awareness of each step, awareness of your steps. It's to be with Allah in every breath, to be conscious and mindful and connected with Allah in every breath. And your breath really is a doorway into the Divine Presence. This is why meditation is so valuable and so important. By being with and connecting with your breath, you are connecting with your spirit, with your soul, with the will of Allah in every moment that is giving you that breath consciously. And by being aware of each step, each step of yours is guided by your heart and your soul, by feeling, by inspiration. It's guided by God. Again, we're not talking about going through life based on emotion, that is still ego. Emotion is still based in mind and body. Feeling is more subtle. Emotion is agitated, yet, feeling is perceptible only when you are calm when you're still when you're surrendered when you're at peace and of course this is why we originally created the Islamic meditation program to help our community rediscover the ability to still and surrender the mind to learn how to reclaim authority over the mind and put the heart back in its rightful place as your primary seat of consciousness this way Islam and Islamic spirituality the way of the heart is a way of life in which we are led by God, when we are surrendered to God continually. It's a life of spirituality. It's a life based in the awakening of spirit. And you are a spiritual being. Your spirituality may be dormant, but it must be cultivated, it must be exercised, it must be awakened. And this, of course, is only possible through conscious walking of the path
0: and through spiritual practice coupled with knowledge. SubhanAllah, we can travel even deeper when we combine the gems of the Quran and the Hadith. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says in Chapter 2, Verses 74, Then your hearts became hardened, hard like rocks. And the hardening that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is referring to is really a reflection of the Fuad, that internal state of the heart, of the spiritual heart Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa said that the heart of a believer lies between the two fingers of the merciful this hadith was mentioned in Muslim Ahmad Tirmidhi and this hadith makes sense because we now know that the qalb the heart can move around and point in any direction Hence the two fingers of the Rahman, of the merciful, which can move the heart of the believer. When we keep our tongues moist with dhikrullah, with the remembrance of Allah, and our minds aware of Him with every step, our hearts become open and soft. And since it lies in between the fingers of the Rahman, just like clay in the potter's hands, the heart can be molded in any shape by Allah. Now what do we think would happen to a dry barren hard heart what would that be like in between the two fingers of the Rahman the only thing that comes to mind that the heart can be crushed the harder the heart the less mercy we invoke upon ourselves and the heart hardens from the accumulation of dust dust that comes in the form of physical attachments, idols, forgetfulness, diseases of the heart, sins, and so forth. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us in opening and softening our hearts. And the softening of the heart is a process of cleaning, polishing. It is full of openings and realizations. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us dhikr. Also known as remembrance, as a tool to help us induce this very process. The remembrance of Allah, done silently or out loud, causes this physical and spiritual resonance in the heart. You can feel it when you are in that state. This resonance literally shakes off the dust and has the power to burn away the veils that surround the heart. And to get the best out of dhikr, one must be in a state of Islam. And observe all of its pillars with absolute sincerity. One must act on the intention of working against the nafs, the self. And I just want to take a moment to emphasize that sharia and tariqah go hand in hand together. Observing both keeps the Muslim grounded, ready, and open to receive light from Allah. See, tariqa, which is paved with constant reminders comes from the word which means a path or a road and to travel on this path one needs directions or instructions to survive on the journey and that is where Sharia comes in the constant reminders in a tariqah can be fully realized with constant dhikr or remembrance now if you're not doing so already try this tonight Perform a perfect ghusl or ablution, wudu, wear something clean and comfortable, wear some matri if you have some, and this is highly recommended that you do this when everyone is asleep. Find a quiet place or corner at home and make sure it is clean and ready. Turn off the lights, place your prayer mat in the direction of the qibla, pray your third if you haven't done so, then sit in a comfortable position facing the qibla, preferably cross-legged. And take a few minutes to breathe in and breathe out. And then quietly and slowly begin with Ikrullah. And you can start with La ilaha illallah. The light of those words of La ilaha illallah are powerful. It negates the presence of anything but Allah in the heart and affirms that the absolute truth is Him. And Alhamdulillah we have an amazing tool that could help you Induce a state of remembrance, get your mind in a state of meditation. And for all of you seekers out there, we highly recommend that you visit Islamic Meditation.com so that you may become aware on this path, on this journey of remembering that moment when we all testified to that reality that we all witnessed. As you mentioned earlier, Ahmed.
1: All of life is a battle between the heart and the mind, ultimately becomes a battle between the heart and the mind. And I'm sure many of you out there can relate to this. And as we draw nearer to divine destiny, the end of this age, Akhir Zaman, the signs of which are already manifest, it becomes increasingly necessary to learn how to live from the heart, to learn how to live from a place of divine guidance and direction, to live a life inspired in spirit and thus in peace and in light. The Prophet wa sallam, warned of the Antichrist, a dejal, and that he would mislead most of humanity through deception and through illusion, by showing them what they would believe to be paradise, yet in reality it would be a hell, and presenting to them what would appear in their minds or based on their interpretations as hell, yet in reality it would have been the path to paradise. The mind is easily deceived, yet the heart is always connected, it always knows. And that's why the Prophet said, Beware the vision of a believer. Because he sees, she sees with the light of Allah. In this age, in this time, in akhir zaman, to survive, to succeed, we must live, we must learn how to live from a place of transcendent clarity, from a place of purity, from a place of knowing, from a place of truth. We must learn how to live from a place of certainty and clarity, and not from thinking and confusion, from chaos and conflict, not from a place of deliberation and doubt. We cannot rationalize or reason our way towards the truth or into the truth. The mind must be transcended, and the mind must thus be ready and available, yet in the service of the awakened heart. And this is a spiritual life versus one based in ego mind and in ego consciousness. This is the path to a life of peace and success versus one of fear and frustration, stress and anxiety. The great plague of our era, of our age, of our generation is stress, anxiety, fear, worry. Never before have human beings been so troubled within by the constant agitation of the mind by fear of the future by burdens and weight and pain from the past yet even this is happening for a reason it's by divine will we are being forced through a doorway that we would not normally look at or walk through in this day and age based on our circumstances our environment the reality of the world and time we live in our minds have become hyperactive and it necessitates transcendence it necessitates transcending the mind and awakening to a deeper, a more transcendent state of consciousness, heart based consciousness. This is your human potential. This is what you were created and destined for, to transcend fear and suffering, chaos and conflict, and to awaken to that divine destiny when Allah said, I know why I created this creation, what their ultimate purpose would be to awaken to a life of peace, a life of divine service, to truly represent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Khulafa. As deputies in creation. So, how does one live from the heart? We must learn how to still, quiet, and surrender the mind. We can only enable the consciousness of the heart to awaken and arise when the mind is surrendered. And this is Islam. This is the deeper realization of Islam. That was a wonderful suggestion, Ahmed, regarding a practice that can help a human being move towards this. Meditation is essential. We must regain control of the mind and of the self. Meditation teaches one how to be rooted, anchored in the heart. It is the practice of transcending the mind and of transcending ego consciousness. And it is essential in Islam. All ibadah, all ibadah, all worship, all spiritual practice should be done in such a state of presence, in a meditative state. That is the reality of Salah. Think about it. We go through Salah throughout our entire lives, but how many times have we prayed With full presence, ever. It's because we've never trained ourselves or conditioned ourselves internally to truly experience prayer and its benefit. We're just going through motions. It's a fake prayer, it's not real. And that's why Prophet said one hour of contemplation, meditation, reflection is more valuable than 70 years of worship. Because in one hour of true meditative practice or the cultivation of presence and awareness, You can take a quantum leap forward in your personal spiritual development so that every prayer thereafter is infinitely more valuable. Meditation is developing the power of presence. It's developing your presence power so that when you are in prayer, when you are in conversation, when you are cooking, when you're walking, when you're talking, when you're eating, when you're breathing, you're doing so with presence, with taqwa, with awareness of Allah. Everything then becomes ibadah. And the test is in prayer. The test is in salah. Only when ibadah is performed with this state of connectedness, with this state of presence, with spiritual connection, is its light and power made real, and through that power flows. It's then that ibadah nourishes the mind, the body, and the spirit. And with the spiritual connection, the reality, we begin to realize the reality of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran that He created jinn and men, humans. But for Ibadah, for worship. Worship then becomes real and it then nourishes and sustains us in a way that our beings become more dependent on Allah's divine light and connection to His presence than we do on physical substance. In that state then you draw real nourishment, real energy from Ibadah. It nourishes your being and you will experience that. As Muslims we must embrace spirituality. We cannot be truly living
0: or experiencing Islam without spirituality. Living from the heart is a gradual process. It is a road of ascension full of states and stations. The process itself is highly dependent on purification. And purification of the heart goes hand in hand with the purification of the self. A contented self is only a reflection of a contented heart. The heart contains the jewel we have all been given on that plane. It is the destination for every traveler. The heart is the constant reminder of the divine presence, his existence and our purpose. Physically and spiritually, it is through the heart that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala sustains, communicates, inspires, loves, and guides. The heart is the very thing we neglect and ignore while the very thing we are looking for resides inside of the heart.
1: May Allah Almighty inspire us to live from our hearts and souls and give us the courage to take that bold step of depending upon him and his light and his inspiration to guide our lives rather than being self-dependent, ego-dependent. And may Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala's divine light, His dhikr, His remembrance, and the love of His beloved Prophet Muhammad wasalam, purify and cleanse our hearts so that that light of Allah will flow through clearly. May it illuminate our path, your path. May it illuminate every step of the way. May it illuminate your lives. And inshallah ta'ala, by the grace and mercy of Allah, may we become true Muslims, true mu'tmans, true muhsins. True believers representing Islam, representing Allah Almighty, and representing His divine attributes of mercy, compassion, love, forgiveness, generosity, and goodness. And if you feel that you are ready for a deeper experience of spirituality and the cultivation, the development of a meditative spiritual practice that can help you and facilitate in living from the heart, you can learn more at islamicmeditation.com
0: Thank you for that beautiful du'a, Brother Ihsan. Allahumma Amin May Allah accept. And may Allah increase our awareness of him. This brings us to the end of this episode. Alhamdulillah. Shukrulah. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for continuing to support the Soul of Islam Radio. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your heartfelt messages. May Allah support you, may His Light carry you on your journey back to the Divine Presence. To continue supporting the Soul of Islam Radio, please do the following. Like our page on Facebook.com forward slash Soul of Islam Radio. Make sure to subscribe. Please give us a review and a rating on iTunes or any service that you may come across. And of course, recommend to your family and friends please visit our website at soulofislamradio.com. There you will find a free multimedia course to help you rediscover the spiritual dimension of Islam. There you will find subscription links to services such as iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You'll find links to our personal blogs and social media profiles and a form for you, the listeners, to send us feedback and or suggestions for future episodes. And if you feel inspired to support the soul of islam radio you can make a donation on our website to connect further and learn about our projects you can visit Hassan's website at ihsanalexander.com and my website at ahmedsakamini.com you'll also find links to our websites in the episode summary as well as on the about page on soul of islam radio and with that may the peace the mercy the blessings and the light of the divine be upon you all